Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Leticia Niago, the 2021 Vice President of Learning for the Metro DC chapter of ATD. And I'm Christina Eanes, the 2021 Director of Virtual Programs. We also have Helena Hodges, Director of Technology and Operations, as our producer. For today's episode, we are interviewing business mindset coach and founder of the Navigo International Coaching Institute, Nicoletta Picardo. Welcome, Nicoletta. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. It's a true pleasure to be here this afternoon with all of you. Great, great. Before we jump into our topic of energy leadership, please share a little bit about yourself with our listeners. Oh, I'm happy to. So I got my background in counseling before jumping into um, professional coaching in about 2009. And transitions are something that I'm really, really passionate about. I'm originally from Munich, Germany, which most people know for the Oktoberfest. I've done many, many relocations. And what I love doing is helping people kind of go that next, um, that next level in their life. And so whether that's with an individual or a group. And so that's what I'm very passionate about. And I'm super excited to be able to have this opportunity to share a little bit of that with you this afternoon. Let's tap into some of your vast expertise with our listeners. Energy leadership is a concept that I really find incredibly interesting and relevant to our talent development community. First, Nicoletta, what has your background in coaching told you about its correlation with being a successful professional? What makes this particular assessment so powerful is that it allows an opportunity for growth. And I think that's what makes this such a, such an incredibly powerful tool. You know, I've had the opportunity to work with different business leaders, business owners, associations, um, again, in, in Europe and both here in the United States. And I see that there are these certain patterns that people have where they get stuck in their thinking, they get stuck in how they're showing up. And this tool is like a key. It allows people to not just label themselves a certain way, but to really take ownership of where they want to go next and have a very focused approach so that they get the results that they're after as quickly as possible. And I think that's why this is such an amazing tool to use um, to take people wherever they want to go um, in, in their career, or maybe they're starting their own business after being in the corporate world. But this is really the more aware somebody is about their leadership, the more aware somebody is not just on their strengths, but also what their blind spots are. That's where possibility and opportunity lives. And so that's what makes this such an amazing tool. Wow. Energy leadership is quite a concept. So would you share with us, how did you get involved in deciding to include it as part of your network of coaching resources? Yes, would love to. My background, as I said, was in counseling. And in counseling and in therapy, there are a range of psychological tests that are being used. 
most of the tests that uh, are used in the counseling and oftentimes in the business world are really personality tests. And there's a real difference between an, a personality test and a, an attitudinal um, assessment, which the ELI is. Psychological tests and a lot of the personality tests that are out there are really helpful in giving people a tool. They're a tool to helping understand, you know, I'm, I can label myself as this kind of a leader. I can show up like this. Um, this is my kind of my default. Oh, and this other person on the team, they have a different default. So those kind of personality tests are really, or personality assessments are really helpful in giving people a tool to interact, to get to know each other. But they're not so helpful when people really want to grow, when people are in that space of wanting to expand what's possible in their life. And when I did my coach certification and back in 2009, the program that I was with, um, IPEC, the founder, Bruce Schneider, uh, actually came up with the ELI, the Energy Leadership Index Assessment. And what really stood out for me is that it allows people to get a glimpse of where they are in their leadership, but it also opens the door of possibility. And that's very different than when we label ourselves, you know, I'm an introvert, extrovert, we put a label on, uh, on ourselves and our abilities, and that limits. And that's what makes this, this, this so powerful, which is the reason that I use it. Now, there are lots of other assessments and tests to use, and they, you know, they all have their place. But in the, um, the coaching journeys that I take my client on where there's a real desire for growth. I haven't found another assessment yet that opens the doors to so many possibilities, insights. And what's unique about this also is that it allows you to change. Um, it doesn't just put a label on you. And that's why I have really used this as the basis of a lot of the work that I do because um, of the, the broad range of what's possible when you're using it. Well, just hearing you talk right now is making this even more interesting. Many are curious. Our talent development community is asking, what exactly is energy leadership? Hmm. Well, I don't think we have enough time. I would love to just <laughs> everything about it. <laughs> but here are the, here are the highlights. When you take the, it's an assessment. It's done online. It's very easy, very convenient, nothing to prepare for. But here's what sets it apart. You don't get the results right away. It, you go through it in a conversation. Um, so I go with every client that has taken this assessment. I spend the time to go through the process of explaining what these numbers mean. Now, what is it specifically? Now, have you noticed, um, Leticia, that on a great day, Things sometimes just flow. Uh, it doesn't matter what life hits you up with. You're like, okay, we can get through this. And then there are other yes. days where it just seems like one bump after the other. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what's so powerful about this, when you take this assessment, it will show you what are your leadership strengths on an average day, but also how, what kind of framework of thinking are you tapping into 
when you're feeling stressed. And now stress doesn't necessarily mean that we don't have time. Stress could mean that we're working with somebody that we don't like to work with or things are happening in our private lives that are showing up in our in our work life. There are lots of reasons why we feel stressed. It's not just a lack of time and being busy. And what this assessment is able to do is to show you, okay, this is kind of how you're thinking when you're on an average day, like, you know, when you were smiling, you're like, yes, I've had those amazing days but also those days when things are not jiving. And oftentimes when we're working and when we're making decisions for um, for ourselves, for our teams, for our organizations, and we're not in, in the highest state of being, when we're not aware that the decisions we're making maybe aren't from the best place, um, it can lead to a lot of stress in making those decisions and then ha- having to follow through with those decisions. And so this is what the um, assessment shows you. Where are you... Uh, as a leader on an average day, and where are you leading from when you're feeling stressed? And that's um, an, an important distinction to make. Incredibly relevant. Do you mind sharing with us a brief overview of each of the energy levels? I understand there are different levels um, that describe the types of energy a person experiences and expresses. Yes. So, we talk about it as in terms of levels, but we can almost think about it more in terms of dimensions. There are these seven dimensions of leadership that we tap into on any given day, in any given moment, really. And when we become aware of how we're showing up, you know, where, how are we making these decisions? And so, you know, in life, we can't control external circumstances that, you know, life happens fast. We saw that last year, people had to pivot. And what was really interesting, and maybe you've noticed this yourself, that some people who are uh, always angry find reasons to stay angry. People who are always optimistic find things to be optimistic about and so forth. And so the, the assessment looks at these seven different dimensions of leadership that you can you can lead from. And when we become aware, we, there, you know, lots of opportunities um, open up because then we can make some powerful decisions. So somebody who's at a higher tapping into a higher leadership level um, has a different way of perceiving the problem, has a different way of perceiving the possibilities and takes very different decisions. So, you know, and you've maybe even, um, I'm going to go back to when I was asking, did you ever have a great day? You know, when we're in a great mood, um, a problem comes up and we sit there and we say, okay, great. Not a problem. This, you know, didn't, didn't work out. So <laughs> sometimes the way this shows up for my clients, right. Is that they're like, oh my God, I yes. missed this. And right. But then you say, not a problem. I'll, let me take some action right now. Call this person. I drop the ball on this and let's fix this. So that would be, you know, one of the higher, um, and I'm happy to go through the different levels with you versus on a day when we're really being hard on ourselves and we step back and we are saying, my goodness, you know, I'm always making these mistakes. You know, why can't I get ahead? Um, life is just too busy. It's too much. Same situation, but instead of leaning in and taking action, we actually pull back and, um, and miss opportunities. And so that's how these different levels, um, kind of play out. And I don't know, do you want me to just give you a brief overview of the different levels? Yeah, very quick. Yes. Yeah. So there are these seven different dimensions that you tap into on on any day. At level one, it's 
there's a lot of lack of trust. So teams that are in level one, they're not working together very well. We're not trusting ourselves. Sometimes we even tap into that victim thinking like, why does this always happen to me? And even if I'm saying that, I mean, how much action do you take when you're at that level? Not so much. Um, at level two or dimension two, there's a lot of conflict. You know, there's a lot of blaming, pointing fingers. Like, I can't believe you're doing that. Or why does, why does this always hit me? That kind of thinking. And it's the level of conflict. Um, management sometimes happens from that level, but it, teams can't grow when we're at level two. Um, at level three, it's we're in that level of rationalizing. We're really avoiding conflicts. And sometimes there are these conversations that actually need to be had. Somebody I work with really needed to revamp the team, but just wanted to avoid the conflict. So they were really rationalizing everything and keeping the peace, but not able to grow. At level four, we're really looking at helping, 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 which is a beautiful state, but it can also lead to exhaustion, overwhelm, and burnout. Um, at level five, we're really looking at opportunity. And so people who are leading from level five, they're always looking to help others to help themselves. So they're not doing the work for others, but really there to empower others. And at level six, there's the power from partnership. Now we're really looking at the big picture, really visioning of what's possible. And level seven is, you know, I always call it the Buddha level. It's absolutely <laughs> passionate. It's those moments where, you know, life is just great. And so those are the, uh, the, the seven levels in a snapshot. Wow. I can relate to almost all of them. <laughs> Um, what would you say it's so important for leaders to understand this, this concept of energy leadership? Because I heard the word teamwork often as you describe this in relation to how they lead themselves and their teams. Why is this so important for leaders to understand this? Absolutely. Of the four levels, teamwork can't really happen until we're at level four. And what sometimes happens is in teams, we're very focused on the tools. What are the tools? Tell me what to do. But 80% of success are not tools. It's the mindset. And when you're thinking about leadership and when you're leading either yourself, your team, an organization, and you don't have an understanding of where your people, the people that you're leading are. So if you're maybe the leader who's at a level six, but you've got people on your team who are at a level two, your team and group will always operate at the lowest level within the group. So let's say you have 10 people working together. You may have the, the path uh, paved out for what it is that you want to create. You may have all the tools, but if there are lots of people who have level one, level two, level three, not a lot of growth happens. There's going to be a lot, a lack of trust, a lack of connection, a lack of saying the things that need to be said. So it's so important as a leader to understand, okay, well, how am I showing up? And then, you know, where, where are the people on my team? Um, I, there was a, an organization I work with. They were in the process of change and they were really, really stuck. And what the, the assessment showed them is that, you know, there were people in there who were really at a level two. That's conflict level. And sure enough, they were the people that were always kind of picking away and this is not going to work and that's not going to work. It was causing conflict and there was no growth. So leadership always starts with ourselves first. And we sometimes forget that. So for you to have a real clear snapshot of 
these are my strengths, my weaknesses. And by the way, this assessment also looks at your blind spots because we're often very good at knowing this is what I know, this is what I don't know, but the things that we can't see are our blind spots. And this assessment is like a mirror and it allows you to see your blind spots so that you become aware of them because then they're no longer blind spots. And then when you're showing up to work with other people, um, you become a lot more able to communicate with them because you, you know that somebody who's at a level two won't be able to see the same opportunities, won't be able to see the same challenges, won't be able to see the same vision. And so then you can make some choices of, do you want to support that person? Do you want other people on your team? Um, lots of decisions you can make at that point. But without that awareness, it's like you're you're flying, you're the pilot, but you don't have a map. Very insightful. Now, Nicoletta, if a leader or a learning partner from our talent development community is interested in bringing energy leadership to their organizations, what are some things that you would recommend that they consider? Well, one of the things that I for sure recommend is, um, you know, starting with yourself first, go through the process and really ask yourself, what's what's the ultimate goal? Is it that we want this for better teamwork? Are you trying to support, um, you know, is it is it that you've got some people who you know they're at that cusp of reaching that next level? So the question always is, and the question that I ask is, what's the purpose? It's great to have knowledge, you know, and that's, I think we're in a knowledge-driven um, society. But when we get really clear of what's, what's the outcome? What, where will this tool, where will this, this, um, these insights, where will they take us? Where will they take your team? Where will they, where will they take you? And I think having some clarity around that is, is, is really an important starting point because then you can really use it uh, and be very focused about it. And I will say this, you can also use this as a 360. So having people, you know, you might have even noticed this, that sometimes you see yourself a certain way, but then people describe you very differently. And then you sit back and you're surprised and you say, oh, really? You think I'm this kind of a person or I, I, I show up like this and everybody nods their heads and you're like, oh, I didn't know that about myself. So this tool can also be used as a 360 to really get a deeper understanding and knowledge base of where the team is. Wow. You did mention earlier that leadership start with ourselves. From your perspective, how do you define leadership? Well, I'm going to say how I don't define it first. People often tell me that leadership is a degree or a certification, and it's not. You can have, and I know this from much experience, that you can have all the degrees by your name, and that's not leadership. Leadership is the ability to inspire and motivate firstly yourself and then, and then others. That's really where leadership starts in the definition of leadership, I believe. Very insightful. Thank you so much, Nicoletta. Okay, it is that time in the episode. Are you ready for some rapid fire? All right, well, let's give it a go. <laughs> now, no worries. Each question only requires, you know, 60 seconds. So you're good. <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> give us one book that all talent development professionals must read and why. There are so many good books, and I'm going to go into 
get the Energy Leadership Index book. There's a book by Bruce Schneider. Fantastic. And then I'm going to go into the classics. The Success Principle from Jack Canfield is a fabulous book. Very easy to read. And that's what makes it so tricky. Super easy to read. But the application, that's kind of where, where you really see, um, where the magic happens. So those are the two books that, that I would recommend. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So much in life that we need to do is easy, but it's, or no, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Right. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes people tell me, but I've already read 10 books and I say, what are the 10 things you've done differently? Yes. And then it gets a little more quiet. (laughs) Yep. Silence crickets. Okay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. So what is the one tool that you recently learned about and you immediately started using? So I'm going to say it's not so much a tool, but really a mindset. Um, And that's the, is, it's, it's, and I'm not going to say that it's particularly new, but it's not to see yourself as the expert. I think when you see yourself as the expert, it becomes really easy to think that you already know it all. Mm. So instead of seeing yourself as the expert, see yourself as a lifelong learner, that you're on a growth journey, because it doesn't take away that you are profoundly knowledgeable. And there are people who, you know, they really are such deep subject matter experts. But the minute you label yourself, well, I'm the expert it kind of closes the door. So I would say it's that shift of maybe I'm a lifelong learner or I'm a gro- on a growth journey because as long as you're on that trajectory, you can keep growing. So I would say that mindset shift is, is, is um, a game changer. Yeah. Huge, right? Uh, beginner's mindset, right? Looking at everything as if you were a yeah. beginner. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Bringing, bringing curiosity. Yeah. Okay. What is the best piece of talent development related advice you've ever been given? So for me, it was somebody who said once a year, take time for yourself to grow yourself. I'm all about the mind uh, mindset. So that to me completely resonated um, and be intentional about how are you going to plug it in? So uh, once a year, you really go and make it all about yourself, not about you know your team and then become very aware of how are you going to plug this insight in secondly? So I think that's that's been incredibly helpful. Um, again, not new. We hear it and and plugging it in, I think that's the that's the key. And that's a, a bit of advice. And I think just really always being aware of where you are mentally. Um, you know, are you bringing the right mindset into whatever conversation that you're, that you're having? That's, I think that's the other piece that's been really, really helpful. Um, because I think that we, we close doors and we close opportunities when we bring the wrong mindset into, into the conversation. Oh, agreed. That's great advice. I love it. Okay. What's one thing you're excited about that's coming up? Let's say 21, 22. Oh my goodness. So I have so many things I'm excited about. <laughs> I'm excited about starting. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a very passionate person about life. So there, I have lots I could share. One of the things that I'm really excited about, I'll be starting two mastermind groups for people who are stepping into entrepreneurship for the first time after a successful corporate career. I'm really excited about that. And by fingers crossed, I'll be working from Japan for a month uh, in, in January. So fingers crossed that that's still possible with everything that's happening in the world right now. Yeah. Okay. Final one. What is the one thing okay. within our industry that you are deeply grateful for right now? Again, I think there are lots of things, but <laughs> the support 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really think there are, but the support that people, um, including like this podcast, having some of the conversations and not not shying away from the, the challenges that sometimes just happen in life um, and the support that's within the community to have conversations around it, to find solutions so that everybody's uplifted. I think if, if we do that within a community, we can um, all get through those, those challenging times a lot easier. So I think that's something that I would say is, uh, that's something that I'm extremely grateful for is the community and the support and pulling each other up. So I, that's of the many things. That's the one that stands out for me. Yeah, I agree. We have, we have an amazing community. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. And, and podcasts <laughs> like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Nicoletta, you are amazing. We're so happy you joined us today to share your wisdom with our listeners. Thank you. Well, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me here. It's been a pleasure and I hope this is helpful for your audience. Absolutely. And thank you to my co-host as well. It's been a pleasure. Many thanks to our community for listening. And before you go, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Helena? Are you looking for new opportunities in the talent development field? Then go to dcatd.org forward slash jobs. Check out dcatd.org for upcoming chapter events, learning programs, member benefits, and so much more.